How can I stop being interrupted by self-criticism every time I'm about to create? Dear Creative Mind, this is one of the questions that we'll explore in today's episode. So if you are ready to grow as a creative and as a person, maybe bring your work to another level, but there's this fear of being criticized for it by the external world or maybe even a part of yourself, let's talk about it. Dear Creative Mind, welcome. This podcast is a space I created for us to explore the depth, textures, and intricacies of our creative mind. My name is Pascal, and I'll be your guide, helping you navigate your rebellious path. I know our creative mind sometimes gets lost in the maze of our imagination or sidetracked by the stories of our inner critic. On this podcast, you'll find grounding meditations to soothe your mind, coaching notes to help you find more focus and flow, and conversations with other creatives to inspire you in the hopes of helping you better understand and take care of your whole creative self. I really do hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, I am really happy that you're here with me today. This season in the podcast, we've explored a couple of relationships that we have with ourselves that might need a little shift. Um, In October, we took a look at our relationship with the structure, and in November, we took a look at our relationship with failure. And this month, I wanted to bring our attention to another complex relationship that we might have, and it's our relationship with criticism and how that might impact our confidence to grow as a creative, as a person, as a business owner. So let's dive into it, our relationship with criticism. It's a tough one. I want to explore the criticism that we might receive from the external world, or the one we're afraid to receive, but also the sometimes incessant criticism that happens internally with our lovely inner critic. So first and foremost, uh, let's get curious about why we might avoid criticism at all costs and what happens when we do that. So receiving feedback, receiving criticism on our work or art, whatever that might be, is means exposing ourselves to being vulnerable, that's for sure. And if we attach our sense of self-worth to our work, to our art, to what we create, well, receiving negative feedback about it threatens our self-esteem. And when that's the case, no wonder why we avoid it. And something important to understand might be the difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism. So maybe pay attention here to see if your own internal dialogue, your inner critic falls more into the constructive or destructive criticism. I mean, I have some clues, but just pay attention. Um, So constructive feedback has the intent to help. It focuses on the behavior. It's specific. It is neutral. So it's not about right or wrong, good or bad. And well, basically it encourages improvement. 
And on the other hand, destructive criticism has more of an intention to harm. It focuses on the person. It's usually a little vague, so it's not specific. Um, it's usually emotionally charged. So there's this tone of good or bad. And so basically, it doesn't really allow any room for improvement. So again, I'd love for you to reflect on the type of criticism that happens within yourself. Is it constructive? Does it help you get better? Is it specific feedback? Or is it destructive? It feels like an attack to your person and not really an encouragement to get better at your art. So criticism itself is not the problem. Like I mentioned in the previous episodes this season, it's how we relate to it that is the real issue. So we have to learn to differentiate between destructive criticism and constructive feedback. One attacks and one actually helps. And when we avoid feedback or being exposed to criticism altogether, we also rub ourselves from the opportunity to grow. So whether it's with yourself or a space or someone this month, I want to invite you to a little challenge. I want you to expose yourself to feedback in a way that feels doable for you, in a way that feels safe. So it can be really, really, really small. Maybe it's not about your art. Maybe it's about, I don't know, a new meal that you want to cook. And I want you to challenge yourself to that and then keep a few things in mind as you do. The first thing I want you to keep in mind is to remind yourself that this is an opportunity to learn and to grow and to get better at something. So the first thing you want to do is just bring an open mind to the process before you invite any type of feedback, whether it's from someone or even yourself. Then I want to encourage you to choose to ask for feedback from someone that you value their opinion. So someone that walked on your path, someone that shares maybe similar values or a vision, someone you admire. Basically, just don't ask for feedback about your art from someone that doesn't value art. Don't ask for feedback about your business from someone that values a very traditional career. Really see who you want to ask feedback from and whose opinion you value. Once you have that person, I want to invite you to just express your fear to that person. Maybe you can say something like, I'm about to ask for feedback on something and it's very vulnerable to me. It feels very vulnerable. I want to improve my art. I want to improve, I don't know, my cooking again, whatever it is. And I would appreciate some specific pointers. Then when you receive the feedback, I want you to scan yourself, your thoughts, your body to see if it is constructive or destructive feedback. You're allowed to set boundaries here. So if it doesn't serve you, you can gently let it go. You can also ask for clarification. You can ask for examples maybe and dive a little deeper to receive a more specific type of feedback that would actually serve you. And finally, I want you to choose to reflect and then respond instead of reacting and attaching that feedback to your self-worth. So remind yourself that it's not about who you are as a person, but it's about making your work better. 
I hope this reminder helps you today. I know dealing with criticism and feedback can be, again, very vulnerable. It's not easy. Um, so I want to acknowledge your courage in trying to change that relationship for yourself. I want to remind you of the importance of, again, choosing the right person to ask feedback from, setting some boundaries around the type of feedback you're open to receive, um, maybe asking for clarification, for examples, and, and really doing your best to kind of detach the feedback that you're receiving. It, it's really not about you as a person. Again, it's about your work and it's about growing as a creative. So I would love to know how this little experiment goes if you choose to challenge yourself to do it. And remember that it's not all or nothing. You can see it just, like I said, an experiment and a little one. You can maybe ask for feedback once this week about something that's maybe not as emotionally charged as your latest piece of art. Like I said, it can be, I don't know, on a meal or on a little change that you want to make to your house, something like that. And if it speaks to you, you can also try this little experiment that I do with myself quite often. So I have two email accounts. I have one for my art and my writing practice, and I have one for my coaching business. And sometimes I pretend that I'm two different people. So I send my art to my coaching email and ask for very clear, specific feedback. And I feel that it trains my brain and my inner critic to choose constructive feedback over destructive feedback. It kind of creates that distance as well. And it helps me to get into self-partnership with myself instead of kind of launching a war against myself. So I go through the little sequence that I just shared with you today, you know, expressing my vulnerability, asking for specific feedback, asking for clarification, getting perspective, and then choosing how I want to use the feedback moving forward. Because we don't have to do anything with the feedback that we receive. It just really needs to serve us. And you're the best person to know what will serve you. So as I'm saying this, I mean, you can also do that in a journaling session with yourself instead of creating two emails accounts also, might be simpler. Um, I do this little ritual to coach myself often. And it feels also helpful when I'm looking for some type of feedback um, to improve as a writer, to improve as an artist, and as a coach as well. So I'm just sharing in case that it sparks something for you and it inspires you. So again, I hope this episode served you well today. I would love to hear your thoughts about it. Uh, you can reach out by email. You can find me on Instagram, even though I'm not super active on it. And if you're curious to work with me, you are always welcome to book a free clarity call with me. There's a link in the show notes to book that. And it will be such a pleasure to meet you and learn more about all your creative projects, your challenges, your aspirations, and see how I might be able to help. So again, thank you for being here today and we'll speak soon. Thank you for having this conversation or meditation with me today. And because it is a conversation, you're always welcome to reach out and let me know what came up for you. If this episode felt supportive, please share it with a friend and take a quick minute to leave a rating and a review. It means the world to me when you support the podcast.
And if you're curious about working with me as your private coach, you can learn more at DearCreativeMind.com. That's also where you can find more resources to support you and also join our monthly gathering, The Creative Playground. Thank you so much for being here today and we'll speak again very soon.